We are starting chapter 3 of Yehoshua. I just wanted to review some amazing ideas from last time. We know, just to review in chapter 2, in Yehoshua, Yehoshua ben Nun had sent two spies to see the morale of the Canaanim, and they were about to get arrested by the uh, king of Yericho's officers, but there was a prostitute by the name of Rahab that saved their lives. So I didn't mention this in last week's shear, but the Talmud Yerushalmi in Brachot says, that since this prostitute, which ended up becoming the wife of Yehoshua, saved the lives of Kalev ben Yefuneh, which we mentioned according to the Ramchal and the Arizal, according to Kabbalah, would have been Mashiach ben David, and she saved the life of the Pinchas, which became Elio Hanavi, she got a tremendous reward, the Gemara Talmud Yerushalmi says, that her reward was that up to 200 of her cousins were also saved when the Jews destroyed. We're going to read hopefully in next week or the following weeks. Shear, the Jews are going to take over the grandest fortress city of Yericho. She, by saving these two souls, saved the life of 200 people of her family. And not only 200 people of her family, she saved the lives of 200 other people that married into her cousins and in-laws. So I just wanted to bring out this point that the Midah of Netzach, we know that it says, Notzer Chesed La'alafin. It's unfathomable when we do something good, how much good comes out of it? Because mitzvah goreret mitzvah. Rachav thought that she was only saving her life by helping the two spies. But when they ended up conquering Yericho, the Talmud Yerushalmi says that by default, she not only saved her own life, but she also saved the life of hundreds of people that were connected to her family and people that had married into her family. So now let's start chapter 3 of the book of Yehoshua. And we're going to read one of the most marvelous miracles that happens in Tanakh. Which I'm ashamed to say that I was not aware of this till many, many years ago. I had learned a lot of Gemara, but I was not aware of this great miracle that Hashem had split the uh, Yardin, the Jordan River. And why is this a big miracle? Because the Yardin, the Jordan River, in the time of Yehoshua, was the time of the Mississippi. It was a mighty river. You could not pass it without going and taking a boat, taking a ferry. So, on the 9th of Nisan, the day before the Jews crossed the Jordan River, Yehoshua ben Nun got up very early in the morning. Now, the truth is that they, the Jews were camped in Shittim. 
which was just a very, very short distance to get to the Jordan River, the Yarden. So why did Yoshua ben Nun have to get up very early? The Midrash says is that, the Mepharshim say that Yoshua did not want to delay the conquering of Eretz Israel even for a second. That's why he wanted to do it as soon as possible. So I just wanted to bring out that this is, a, this is such an important idea that we see. Uh, just a few months ago we had Pesach and it says matzah is the symbol of alacrity, uh, which means we have to be zerizim makdimin mitzvot. It's never a good idea to delay doing a mitzvah because if you delay it and put it on the back burner, you may never come to do it. And Yehoshua teaches us this in Navi, that he got up extra early and told the Jews to get up extra early. And the, what did the Jews do? They came, the most, one of the most glorious points in the history of our nation. And I say this because, of course, just last week we celebrated Shavuot, but a lot of people are not aware, um, a lot of my followers, people are not aware that up to one-third of the mitzvahs of the Torah, it's impossible to do without entering the land of Israel. All the 24 gifts that we give to the Kohanim can only be given in the Holy Land. So therefore, Hashem commanded them right when the Jews were on the shore of the Jordan River, that they should camp over there overnight. And they were to cross, this is very important to realize, because we're going to ex- explain it in tomorrow's shir, what was the historical date that the Jews entered the Holy Land of Israel as a nation? It was the 10th of Nisan. So, we have to realize that Yehoshua told the Jews, prepare yourself. And now everybody's against the police. Some crazy lunatics, they want to dismantle and um, take away the police from us. Absolutely ridiculous. You see that here, even when you had the most powerful person in the world... And the, 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 the Jews were the most ethical. These were the people that got the Torah on the mountain of Sinai. They still needed police. You always need people to... You need a people to put people in the... Shape people into authority. You always need an authority figure. Just like everybody in their life needs a mother and father. By the same token... All these Fox News put out an interesting survey that they realized all these mass shootings that were done by these um, mentally deranged people, 95% of them had no father figure in their life. So Yehoshua, in the time of Yehoshua, where all the Jews were for 40 years had eaten the manna and had been students of Moshe, if they needed... um, Police, then you be rest assured that we need them now. So the, poli- the police told all the Jews that attention everybody. 
from now on they were going to change the way they traveled. And how would they travel? The way the Jews traveled in the uh, desert for 40 years is was the the Anan HaKavod went in front of them and the Holy Ark which Moshe Rabbeinu, the Kohanim and the Leviim were camped around the Holy Ark. If you see the pictures, was in the middle of the camp. Yeshua announces to the entire nation of Israel that when we enter the land of Israel, the Ten Commandments, which was located in the Holy Ark, that would go ahead of them. That would be the head of the procession when they wanted to enter Eretz Yisrael. And the entire nation of Israel would follow along. Now, Yahushua also announces that the Jews cannot get too close to the Holy Ark. They have to follow it because it would be disrespectful if the Jews would walk right behind it. They have to be around 2,000 amot away from it. Not more than 2,000 amot because we know that one of the things that is forbidden to do on Shabbat is we cannot walk more than 2,000 amot outside of a city, outside of the city limits. So therefore, it's around 7 tenths of a mile. Hashem wanted that if the Jews on Shabbat also wanted to go bask in the glory of the Holy Ark, they should be able to access it even on Shabbat. So the Jews were commanded from here on that they wouldn't be too far, but they wouldn't be super close to the Aaron HaKodesh. And there was another fundamental change. During the 40 years when the Yidin, when the Jews traveled in the uh, desert with Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Ra'ayam Mehemna, who carried the ark? that had the Man and the Ten Commandments and the first Torah that was written by Moshe Rabbeinu himself in it, side of it, the Levian. When the Jews were about to cross the Jordan River, the Yardin, the Kohanim were instructed to carry the Ark and enter the, land of er- the Holy Land of Israel. Why was this? Because the Kohanim are obviously hor- holier and more exalted than the uh, Leviim, and from here on, when the Jews are going to enter the land of Israel, about to cross the Yardin, the Kohanim, four Kohanim, are going to be carrying the um, Ark. So basically, on the morning of the 10th of Nisan, Yahushua gathered the entire Jews right before they were about to cross into the land of Israel. An amazing miracle happened that Midrash says. Every single Jew felt that he was like the Kohen Gadol. He was standing between the two poles that was um, used to carry the Holy Ark, the Aron HaKodesh. Now, how is this possible? It's physically impossible for 600,000 people to be in a few feet but this is the another great miracle that Einstein's you know Einstein taught us the theory of relativity that time is relative and the same thing 
when you're in front of God, space and time is only relative to the physical world. Hashem was making an amazing, amazing miracle. Right before they were about to enter the land of Israel, Hashem was showing them that the bodies of the Jews took no space at all. So they all fit into a small space. There was another episode in the Torah when we read with Moshe Rabbeinu that all the Jews were able to be fit into a small place. Where was that? When Moshe was about to hit the rock. It says everybody was in front of the rock. And that's where he got punished. Miraculously, everybody fit into the rock. There's a third place. We just read this in Pirkei Avot that when during uh, Inshallah we're hoping that the Mashiach comes soon we need him so desperately after the pandemic and after the riots that are going the whole world is upside down we need Mashiach so when we go to the holy temple three times a year all every Jewish man has to be in the courtyard of the temple and the, it says very clearly when they're standing they feel like sardines. But when we hear the holy name of Hashem in the temple, everybody has to bow down and put his head, like the Muslims, when they bow down, they put their head on the floor. A great miracle happened throughout the history of the holy temple. It says, Omdim, when they were standing, they felt ta'it. But when everybody would bow down, there would be room for 600,000 people to bow down to Hashem when they heard His holy name, the Shema Meforash. That's one of the great miracles. The ten constant miracles that happened in our temple in Yerushalayim. Why is that the Maharal explains? Because again, God is above time and space. Time and space is only a restriction when we're in the physical world. That's why, by the way, we could never, there's no such thing as Jews for Jesus. We could never accept our, uh, that our God had a body. Because the Rambam explains, whatever is restricted by time and space is small, is not all-powerful, is not omnipresent, cannot understand everything. Our God is above time and space. So different times in Jewish history, we, because the Zohar says, Yisrael God and the Torah and the Jews are one entity. So when we go to Yerushalayim to bow down to God in the Bet HaMikdash, we also are able to, for a short period of time, tap into this energy of being above time and space. So basically, this was a great miracle that happened. That everybody was able to fit into this small tight space between the two bars, the two rods that was, was uh, carrying the holy ark. And Yeshua called out to the Jews. He said, this miracle shows you that the same living God that gave us the Torah is still with us. And then now that God is going to split the Jordan River like He split the Red Sea in the Yamsuf, just like a slave run, runs away from his master, so the Jordan River is going to split in front of the Holy Ark of God. 
And this is a sign that the Jews should have a lot of courage and destroy the Kna'anim. Because again, the Holy Land, one of the main things that we're going to learn is that God wants Yehoshua, which was a reincarnation, was a Gilgul of Yosef HaSadiq, to make the Holy Land holy. How you make the Holy Land holy is you have to kick out all the pagan temples, all the Avodah Zarah, all the idol worship, and Yehoshua is telling him the same way that you see all of you imagine that you're right in front of the Holy Ark, the Aron HaKodesh, and just like you're going to see God is going to split the, red, the Jordan River, the same way if you believe in God and keep the Torah, you're going to be able to conquer all the enemies of God and kick them out of the land of Israel to establish. So when the Jews heard this, they became very happy and they were very excited to so ba- enter the land of Israel. So basically, four Kohanim lift up the Holy Ark, the Aaron HaKodesh, and they put their feet into the water. The second the Kohanim's feet hits the water, guess what happens? Just like the Yamsuf split in front of Moshe. It's a fascinating thing, by the way. God did not split the Red Sea, the Yamsuf, until Yehoshua, uh, I'm sorry, Nachshon ben Aminadav came to his mouth, the water, till his nostrils. A similar miracle is happening here that the Kohanim, obviously they had the Holy Ark in their hands, but they had to touch the water with their feet. The second they touched the water with their feet, the yarding miraculously split. And the yarding, the Jordan River, was the size of the Mississippi again. And they had a second ark with them, which were the bones of Yosef HaSadiq. So, again, the same way that the Yamsuf had split in honor, David HaMelech says this miracle in Tehillim. He says, Hayam ra'av ya'anos, hayarden yisov la'achor. So, the Midrash of Rabbi Shmuel says, what did the Yamsuf, the Red Sea that it split, it saw the Ark of Yosef. The same way the Jordan River also split in honor of the two Arks, the Aron HaKodesh and the Ark of Yosef. And the Midrash actually says a fascinating thing. It said the Jordan River made a Kalva Homer. Anybody that's learned Gemara knows that in Farsi we say Sabok Sangin. It's a type of logic. Kalva Homer, the Yardin said that if the Yamsuf opened in honor of the Jews, then for sure I should open up and let the Jews come into their holy land, the land of milk and honey. So, very interestingly, once the feet of the Kohanim hit the Jordan River, the Jews started entering into the water. The Kohanim did not enter into the water. They stayed behind at the shore on the other side of the Jordan to let all the Jews pass, to go ahead. And a great miracle happened, the Midrash says. The Jordan River was a flowing river from north to south. When the wall 
like a wall of ice started to be erected as all the water started backing up like a dam. And the Midrash says that this wall became higher and higher and higher and higher by many, many, many miles. That the same way, by the way, that the whole world, when the Yamsuf split, all the waters of the world split, the same miracle happened here in that the waters became like a high rise, the waters of the Jordan River, because they kept on, it kept on flowing, and instead of flowing onto the head of the Jews, a magical and miraculous dam, ice dam happened, and it kept on going higher and higher and higher. So Hashem wanted all of the different city-states, the Yevusim and all the different um, people, kings, were also witness to this great miracle that God has split the Jordan River in honor of the Jews. And while the Jews were passing through the water, Yahushua announced that when you enter the land of Israel, we Jews have a mandate, one mission, to drive out all the idol worship and anybody that supports idol worship. And if you guys don't want to do your mission and you don't want to kick out the idol worships from, idol worshipers from the land of Israel, then right now, this great wall, ice wall of the Jordan River waters will crash down onto your head. So it's a similar idea like God, we read last week in Shavuot, God took Mount, the mountain of, of Sinai, Har Sinai, and He held it over the head of the Jews. He said, if you accept the Torah, good. But if you don't accept the Torah, then I'll crash down this mountain on your heads. The same way Yahushua warned the Jews. So the, the Jews very quickly, with, from the bottom of their soul, they accepted that they're going to listen to Hashem and follow the leadership of Yahushua to drive out all the pagan idol worshippers from the Holy Land and conquer the land. By the way, the Midrash says another fascinating thing. Even the Erev Rav, the many millions of uh, Egyptians that had seen the ten miracles, the ten plagues happen, they also were able to enter the land of Israel, and they also crossed into the Jordan River. And basically, we have to realize that um, another gr- many, many miracles happen. See, the, the Midrash says over here, the, the commentaries say that Yehoshua's life, a lot of the miracles that happened to, Yeho- to Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, on a smaller level, happened to Yehoshua. Like, this is the most classical example. Just like the Red Sea, the Yamsuf split for Moshe, the Jordan River splits for Yehoshua. Why did Hashem do that? Hash- Hashem wanted to let the Jews know, don't think I'm God forbid abandoning you. Just like I was with you 40 years in the Sinai Desert in Midbar Sinai, 
I'm with you and I'm going to support you. So you're going to be able to conquer the land of Israel. So another great miracle that happened is when the Jews entered the Jordan River, there was no mud. Miraculously, none of their shoes became muddy. It became like a very, very good pavement. And none of the Jews' feet got muddy and um, soiled at that time. So at this point, we are going to conclude the class. We hope that just the same way that Hashem, we read, let the Jews in miraculously into the land of Israel, Hashem will bring on the wings of, of steel eagles, God will bring, bring us back to our home very soon into the holy land of Eretz Israel, And may we see Mashiach very soon. Amen. Can you